0: Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Paul Roberts.
1: And I'm his wife, Carol.
0: And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story.
1: Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives.
0: As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I are excited to bring you another guest here in 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living.
1: Today is part three of our four-part interview with Simon Miller. We've spent some time talking about his role as the technology coordinator with the Kellogg School District. But Simon is also an accomplished musician versatile enough to perform several instruments
0: and we'll hear all about it in episode 3 of the dreams and bones podcast interview with our good friend Simon Miller tell our audience about about your musical pursuits what instruments do you play
2: so i of course i started on the trumpet and Thank you to Wayne Benson and Rick Dickinson, who, in um, my—it's biased, but I don't think one would argue that Rick and uh, Wayne were some of the best of the best. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you guys had Joy on earlier, too, and they were all from that same cadre of Kellogg School District educators, and they were just some of—they were just the best.
0: And and you still play trumpets? I
2: I can play the trumpet, but the trumpet is something that— um, not that the other instruments aren't demanding, but the trumpet physically requires conditioning of your amateur, and mm-hmm. I have no problem with the air. Um, what I have problem with is playing for more than 10 minutes. You know, the tone is good, the recall of the notes, no problem. Maybe just a little brushing up, but any more than 10 or so minutes, the amateur starts to just feel like you know, it just takes a lot of conditioning, and i've I've tried I think the last two all- class reunions ago, I was in the all class band and I thought, nope, I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna make sure I practice every day for twenty minutes to a half hour. And that's that's the most in shape I've uh, regained since high school. and th- and so so playing the trumpet, I still play it. Um, can't play it as long, but Glady's learning the trumpet. So I'm hoping as she gets more along in her, learning that I can sort of play with her that'll get me playing a little bit more often that'll get my amateur in shape and I'm also uh, really interested in we're working on some details to get her some lessons with Mr. Dickinson and um, you know that would be a good opportunity for me to to kind of reconnect there when I was in high school I was in band all through all night and we were you know we were the first freshman class to go up there so I went from Mm -hmm. thinking I was just going to be Mr. Hotshot at the junior high to, you know, you're going to be a freshman and, but I had some really, really kind and, uh, inspirational guys that were seniors when I was a freshman. And so I got to learn the ropes in jazz band and I got to be in jazz band. Thank, thank, thankfully Mr. Dickinson let me do that. So my afternoon at the high school was lunch, um, band and jazz band and then whatever other class I had that seventh hour, depending on what my requirement was. So really, I was I, I I looked forward to the afternoons because yeah. I just got to play my trumpet, and I just remember one time um I had a couple buddies that were drummers, and I remember a couple times either seeing the drummers get in trouble or you know, like playing a song and going, no, it's not it's not that it's the syncopation is there and <laughs> and I remember one time just going over to the drums and just figuring it all figuring it out and you know learning how to play a basic drum beat and and again, that was where somebody said, how do you, how do you do that? How did you just do that? And I said, I don't really know. And then, then, then you know, then the memory goes, you know, my mom, whatever you try, you're probably going to be good at And I'm like, <laughs> but it's self-fulfilled because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be good at this, you know, or I'm going to, I'm going to pick this up. And then, you know, in the last 10 to 15 years, I haven't kept up with you, Paul, but when we were just kind of fiddling around with guitars and yeah. what does this chord mean if we do yes. it this way, how do yeah. you capo? Um, so I, I still can, of course, don't have the calluses built up, but I can play some some chords on the guitar. And I did take a one summer of piano lessons from Margaret Eggert. Really? Yes, and she was a stickler. <laughs> she knew if I practiced or not. I tried to just kind of fudge my way through a couple of things, and she's like, you didn't practice, did you? No, oh, not as much as I should have. And she was my neighbor, so I could just walk down and take piano. So I wish I would have taken more piano when I was younger I think understanding the full, you know, before it was a long time before I, what is that? The bass notes, oh, they're just down below. I, I saw them as a whole nother universe, you know, yeah. as a trumpet player in the treble cloth. So yeah, those are the instruments that I, that I, you know, I'm not great at any of them, but I, I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and that I think, well, I know playing those instruments. I'm, I'm adamant that music in education Mm. whether it's choir or band, or I just think that that gets that right brain firing. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's so many kids that don't get to experience that, whether it be economic or their parents just weren't in generational. Well, I wasn't in band. You're not going to be in band. You're going to do whatever. I just think that process and that experience really gets that right brain muscle Mm -hmm. working every day. And I think it just manifests in math and so I, I really am excited when kids want to do band. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So then momentarily here, uh, compare for me the, the level of creativity required to be a good musician and the level of creativity required to be a good computer tech person.
2: Well, I, I've heard several other podcasts and, and read some, some articles about the mastery principle. Or is it like 10,000 hours or something? You know, like there's Mm -hmm. that concrete number. You know, most of these guys that are great, minimum of 10,000 hours to master any sort of, I think it was geared toward the creative realm, but it could be, it could be also to master, you know, programming a switch uh, on a network, you know, to get to Cisco level three (laughs) uh, certified engineer it's got to take a lot of hours. Yeah. Although I have getting back to that nature versus nurture, I've known some people that talk to me and I go, yeah, that took me about a month to learn comfortably. I knew the concept, but I will talk to somebody and he'll go, why don't you just subdivide your network this way, this way, and this way? Because this would equal this many number of computers and this this number of networks. And I go, hot. Huh? So I do think that there are some, there are some skills that some people just mm-hmm. really grab hold of and can do. But I would say, Oh, it's, it's, it's maybe, it's pretty equal, but I think music is one that it's so much more of a interactive with others. Mm -hmm. Tech can be too, but you can really do, you can live on an island on tech. You can kind of just be your own programmer and maybe, maybe not so much. Maybe you interact with people that are using your product or, or, or interacting with your creativity, but I just think music it it just speaks on so many levels, and it, music is a little bit techy too. I mean, when you start talking about yes. chords and intervals and wavelength and what 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 the air does and the molecules, if your horn's cold, is it is it sharp or flat? And I just think there's so many things like that that I just think music uh, it's it's something that you can master at at your own level, and yes. you can find ways to express it. I just I love that's one of my favorite parts of YouTube is I just love watching people express themselves musically, whether it be a drum kit in their house. And and I, I started to watch most of these during the pandemic when people were couldn't go out. Mm-hmm. And so they would, they would get a guitar and, and it would be, a this is a great example because there'd be a guitar player that was wonderful and probably didn't have much of a face to face audience. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey Starbucks, can I come in and these songs are great and they really are. Mm-hmm. But then he goes like, okay, well I'm just going to be here in my apartment and so they research the tech mm-hmm. and they go, here's the kind of interface I need. Here's the mic I need. Right. And all of a sudden, these guys are on either Reddit or on YouTube doing live and getting tips. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, that is pretty cool. Right. Um, and I, it was not only people I would have never heard of, but I was like, these guys are, they're masters of their of their musical instrument or if it's a keyboard or a... So I, I still think that the musicality is something that's the base, and I still think the tech, unless you're like a database programmer, um, I just think the tech kind of lets you both improve and share, mm-hmm. which kind of starts to build on itself. When you again, when when those people started to share and started getting not only monetary but getting people in the comments going, "You are amazing! Right. Like, thank you for sharing this." And this might be people that go, "Gosh, you know, I'm just a." Uh, I'm just a, a stock shelves at Walmart, right? But, you know, and I'm really musical. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they start getting that affirmation, you know, and that can change the whole outlook of their, not just their day, but their life, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. I think, I still think the musicality is yeah. a really acquired, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's an acquired appreciation and skill.
0: Right. 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 Well, we call ourselves creativity cultivators. And Grow Me A Story exists to help people grow their creative gifts. Are there people in your life that have filled that role for you? Now, you've talked a little bit about uh, some Mm -hmm. of that, but you can can, can give those people some some shout-outs. And then have you been in that role for others, and how have you been in that role? That's
2: really interesting, that last part of the question, because I think a lot of times we— this goes kind of back to the creativity question and are people creative? And I think there's a hesitation for some people to be creative because they think other people have done podcasts. Why would I do one? Now I- I'm just going to be jumping on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And and that sort of mindset thwarts your ability to put something out there mm-hmm. and it's, maybe it doesn't go viral. Maybe you don't get 50 people to come watch you read a poem, mm-hmm. but, but just... Just getting over that perception and sharing, and you'll get three people that went, one, I didn't know that about you, mm-hmm. or two, that's incredible, and that story really touched me, or that song really was amazing. Th- that goes back to, I-, I don't know if I'm, I never think about if I'm encouraging or motiv- or inspiring or motivating someone else to be creative. Maybe I guess I would go just to my immediate family. Gracie's in uh, plays an instrument. Gemma has tried an instrument, and Amy and I have had this discussion. Like, okay, well, the flute wasn't her instrument. So the other day we were on our way to school, and she says, "I think I want to play the bass." Mm. And my first reaction was, "Okay, Gemma, you couldn't play the flute, so <laughs> I don't know if the bass is going to be any different." That's the analytical side of me. And then I said to Amy, "Why not mm-hmm. get her a bass and get her some headphones?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and plug her into some things where she can experiment on her own because Gemma's that type of learner. And, uh, you know, Gladys' trumpet is coming along. And Gia, when Gia first started playing the clarinet, we thought, you know, you might just have to airband it, you know, because she just wasn't getting it. And now she's in playing in the jazz band. And Mm -hmm. so I think that we do it with a a lot of time if we're really into what we're doing, because we're not doing it to, so to say, inspire somebody to do it. I think that we're encouraging people a lot more than we're aware. Yeah. For me, of course, I talked about Mr. Dickinson, uh, Rick Dickinson, a.k.a. Mr. D, was huge for me just because he was a trumpet player too. So, yeah. you know, yeah. like that, it was kind of, he was a role model to me. Your sister-in-law, your sister, Lori, mm. seeing Lori take the risk of yeah. going through all of the processes and financial decisions and and letting that creative venue for her or avenue go out and actually go produce right. music was very inspiring. Still, one of my favorite people to play the drums with, mm-hmm. uh, just because it it's just it's easy to to play along with her because I just love how her music flows. Mm-hmm. It's also fun for me to, even though she has shared a little bit with me, but I listen to different stations on XM radio, and I'm like, Carol, uh, her, uh, some of the some of the uh, rock. Uh, not Joni Mitchell, but, uh, Carol King, mm-hmm. I hear some, or, uh, James Taylor. I mm-hmm. hear some songs. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like Lori to yes. me. So, and yes. I, like, <laughs> I guess Lori would say, no, I sound, I like. sound like, but <laughs> to me, I'm like, you can hear some of that yes. influence. That's very cool. Um, I did, I did want to, you know, my wife, she always, you know, she kind of echoes my mom. She's always like, how do you know how to do that with like an instrument or do whatever? And that's, that helps me because I'm like, well. I know you're my wife and you have to say you know you don't have to say that but she will say once in a while like no you you should do this you know you're 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 good at it or you're helping somebody else so my wife really has been in- inspirational to me and
0: There you have it part 3 of our four part interview with Simon Miller Carol anything to add
1: Well, I enjoyed learning about all the different instruments that Simon has learned how to play. He started out on the trumpet, he knows guitar, he can play a little piano, he can play the drums. Even at church, he gets on the cajon, a little box drum, every so often. And so it's really fun to see what kind of different things he's done.
0: And with all of the things that he does do, he's awfully busy. But I know that Amy supports him in so much of that, and that's a wonderful thing for him to have. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members and this month's podcast subscribers for helping support the Dreams and Bones podcast.
1: If you have found us and you're not a member, but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living. It's your hosts, Paul and Carol Willem Roberts.
0: Join us next Friday for part four of our interview with our friend and fellow creative, Simon Miller, on your Dreams and Bones podcast.